Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. Welcome, everyone, to the American Nomad Podcast for Friday, August 6th, 2021. I'm your host, Ralph Holly. I'm really excited today because I have an amazing guest in studio. My first guest in studio since before the pandemic. So I'm really excited about having a guest actually in the studio because that's why I <laughs> built this studio to begin with. So my beautiful friend that I've known for almost a decade, so long, yeah. Vanessa Beijing yes. is in the house and I want to introduce you. Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is exciting. Yes. I love your setup. It's really neat. Glad I can make it. Thank you so much for joining me. And the reason I ask you to be on the podcast is because I have seen your music and where you've come from where we started yes. so, so long ago, like what almost 10 years ago it's like, like eight yeah so eight close to 10 ago? yeah it's close yeah because it was with nye right when nye set up celebrities yeah i i think i did uh, that's when i met you yeah that was the first time i met you that was a while ago and they were doing like they're doing like some hair um promo or something like that for celebrity what was the name of that celebrity oh what was that I can't remember, remember either. Celebrity, I think it was just Celebrity Styles USA or oh, something. Oh, you know, that's like Celebrity Styles. I think yeah. that's what it was. Celebrity, celebrity Styles. Styles USA or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually took a photo of you at that at that mm-hmm. photo shoot that is still one of my favorite photos I've ever taken. No way, really? Yeah, when your hair was long, yes. dark and long, and you kind of had your... I don't know. You had, you had this like, cute expression on your face. I'll actually show you guys in the in the video. That's so funny. Well, my hair is still long. It's just up. Yeah, it's just <laughs> up. But your hair was super, super long then. It was like down almost. It was like your. Yeah, that's my. I think my hair is probably like two inches shorter now, okay. but it's just because it's up. And let's talk about because you've just released what two new singles. Well, you released one because of the pandemic, but you just did a video for it, which and, is called. Yes. Um, so I did uh, recently. I did a music video for Better Days, which was um, I, I did that. I, I released that during COVID actually last year, and then we were supposed to shoot the music video um, around uh, April of last year. But because I was like prime COVID time, it was a little bit hard, and it was just safer for us to just hold off. Um, so yeah, I just did get pushed back, but so excited. Uh, we released the Better Days video uh, two months ago, I think it was. Yeah, maybe a month and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. And being a second AD and a music video director myself, I'm really impressed by the production value that's went into your music videos. So do you have, how are you booking do you have a management um, crew that's booking? I, I don't. I um. I've actually. I used to. I'm actually doing everything by myself now. And the weird thing with this music video is, I kind of um, 
had to learn how to edit myself because I was not, you know, I, I actually hired people for the DP cinematographer to film it and someone to edit it and um, let them know what I was looking for ahead of time. You know, you usually show them other video sample clips and, and I let them know, hey, lighting is very important to me and this is, you know, the vintage look and I did not get what I wanted. I was a little bit um, upset, but I just figured, you know what, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to do some video editing last minute myself. Um, so yeah, it, it was definitely different for me than my very first video, Addicted. Um, and finding the people, it's usually sometimes going to events, um, just networking, and I guess someone knows someone else. Um, sometimes it can be like a Craigslist. Sometimes it's, oh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bumble. There's mm -hmm. like a yeah business side to Bumble. Oh, I didn't know there was a business side. Yeah, That's so nice it's, to me. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, most people think of Bumble as like a dating site, but there's actually Bumble Business and Bumble Dating. So if you go Bumble Business, there's a lot of people who do collaborations, and that's how, how I was meeting a lot of the cinematographers. That's really... Um News, I'd, I've never even heard of that. I have yeah. no idea. I just thought Bumble was like a, like just a dating site. I, I no, I've never heard of this. This is all news to me. Yeah, it's great. There's people who are willing to, who are looking to like um, start out. There's like people starting out that are willing to collaborate or, or fairly new. Um, and they, they are very talented, like cinematographers, and they're willing, you know, to work with you. So it's very good, like anyone who's looking um, to, to collaborate with people in the industry. It could be photographers, videographers, there was artists, there was musicians, um, a lot of different different people, definitely. Yeah. Where, so is this like a different app that you download? Same, so it's basically the same app. It was, I was actually... Um, it was actually new for me, too, but um, when I got on it and someone was, was telling me that you know, try Bumble, and I thought it was just a, a dating site as well. So when you sign up, they'll say, "Are you signing up for dating, or are you signing up for business?" Oh, mm -hmm. that makes and sense. And then you just do the drop down for business. And so, what if you've signed up for dating? That's you know, my friend did both. I think she had to do two different profiles uh, that because makes sense. she signed up for for dating first, and then she also wanted to do business. But it's funny because you'll get some people that are looking to date, and they accidentally sign up for business, oh, right. and so <laughs> and then they're like, "What is going on right now?" So yes. the funny thing is, another thing that I've learned recently that I did not know this is now LinkedIn is actually a player. You know, you know LinkedIn, mm -hmm. old LinkedIn that's yeah, been dead like forever. Yeah, like a business. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't know this, LinkedIn is like Facebook now. If you go look at LinkedIn, uh -huh. it looks like Facebook. Really? It's a whole social media site. Wow. And actually, a lot of people are actually using LinkedIn. You can actually live stream on LinkedIn just like you can YouTube or Twitch or anything like that, oh, which wow. I didn't even know. I, didn't I had know no either. idea. Yeah. And uh, like the software that I do, uh, my podcast simulcast, like if somebody's out of the studio, mm -hmm. like it has a, a an ad for LinkedIn. I was like, what is that? That doesn't even make sense. That's pretty neat. But yeah, LinkedIn has really come up in the world, I guess, because a lot of people are so anti-Facebook now. I know. Yeah. There's so much negative stuff on Facebook. Oh, my goodness. It's insane. It is. Yeah. So LinkedIn. Okay. I mean, I have a profile there. I don't really use it that much. But um, yeah, I do have a profile on LinkedIn. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, my profile on LinkedIn, I really hadn't done anything with it in mm -hmm. like years. Like uh, somebody was telling me about Link. Well, I found out through Clubhouse. Do you know what Clubhouse oh, yes. is? Yeah. Yes. So I found out through Clubhouse, like, because this one girl that was on Clubhouse that we were talking on Clubhouse in big rooms together. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know, what's your Instagram? I'll add you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's like, I don't have Instagram. And like, she's like a CEO of like a... Uh, 
Berkshire Hathaway or something like yeah, that. Wow. And like New York, it's not Berkshire Hathaway, right. but it's a big investment mm-hmm. firm or a big bank mm-hmm. in uh, New York City. Wow. And so I was like, you don't have Instagram? Like, what? <laughs> right. Like, what's yes. wrong with you? And then she's like, no, I have LinkedIn. And so I actually literally went to her LinkedIn profile and added her. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like kind of, you know, poking around in LinkedIn, like, what is going on? It looks a lot different. Interesting. Like my profile still looks the same. Yeah. But like the LinkedIn whole thing has changed. Like there's like a timeline, you know? And so I was like, wow. I'll this have is- to check it out. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't, I signed up for it for like business, but then I never really used it. Um, yeah. Same here. Yeah. I mean, I signed up for it like when LinkedIn started, like probably oh. 2008. Oh, wow. But I've never really used it. But the crazy thing on there, or the craziest thing is like I've never used it, but I have like 500 and something followers on there. How? I have no idea. Maybe like all the contacts or something. I don't know. Well, a lot of it comes from like 2012 when I did Olivia and John's mm, music video. That makes video. sense. Yeah. So a lot of people were looking me up at different places back then. Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, my little 15 minutes of fame back <laughs> in the day. Still, that's something to be proud of. I don't know about that. I didn't well, really know what I was doing at the time. But you still got to work with, you know, great people. You that's know what true. I mean? Those are high celebrities. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, they still hold that reputation for Greece, so. Right. <laughs> I've actually been doing, uh, I've did Bella Thorne's last two videos, which no is No way. Cool, yeah. Wait, you said you, you were doing shooting someone, who, who, did, who did you say you, sh- you were shooting? It was- um, Khalid. And Tate McRae, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was and that? I, it was great. And it was funny because I thought it was going to be uh, DJ Khalid. Oh yeah, DJ Khaled. Khaled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to set, and I'm looking because I'm I'm second AD, mm-hmm. so I'm in charge of cast. Okay. It ended up we ended up having a second second AD who ended up working with the cast, so mm-hmm. I just didn't. Uh, but when I got to set, I thought I was going to be handling cast, so I was looking for DJ Khaled. Is it Khaled? Yeah, DJ Khaled. I was looking for mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. I'm looking everywhere for him. And we did this scene with a city bus. Mm-hmm. And there's like a city bus driving around. And then they come and they get off the bus. And like uh, the the Khaled's ta- call time was like later in the day. Okay. So we had Tate McRae early in the morning to okay. get her ready and everything. Uh-huh. And then we had Khaled like around, I don't know, 1 or 2 p.m. Okay. So I didn't catch him because then we had had a second, second AD. Mm-hmm. And I pushed all the cast off to him to get them ready. Gotcha. So I hadn't seen, but I was like, and then, like, I walk out to the city bus, and everybody's gotten off the bus, and I'm talking to the second second AD, and I'm like, "Where's DJ Cal? Where's Cal at?" That's so And he funny. goes, "He's standing right there." And I look over there, and I'm like, "Okay, uh, am I just losing my mind? Because I don't see big DJ Cal. You know what I mean?" And then I'm I'm standing there looking, and I'm like. I'm like literally having like this surreal thing in my head going, mm-hmm. am I just like getting Alzheimer's or like, are we looking at the same person? What is going on? Yeah. Cause I see this, this young black kid there, but that's mm-hmm. not. And I went, Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Khalid, uh, right. Khalid. One's Khalid, one's Khalid. Yeah. Which I'm a huge fan of Khalid. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because earlier in the day, like, uh, Andrew, who was the second, second AD mm-hmm. that ended up coming in. He was like, man, what do you think of this? What do you think of Khalid? I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not like a huge fan, but it's cool. You know what I mean? He's like, really? He goes, uh, he goes, man, he goes, that's kind of crazy. He goes, and then once I found out it was Khalid, 
I was like, I don't even know who that is at first. That's so funny. And then he goes, you don't know who it is? He goes, he's pretty, he's pretty, yeah. pretty famous. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even, it didn't register. And mm-hmm. then I went, Khalid, oh my God. I have like 15 of his songs yeah. in my phone. You know I what like I mean? Him. Like yeah. better, better, uh, better. No, that's uh, I, um, Post Malone. I can't think of the name of his songs. Yeah, he's got like yeah. like a bunch he's of good got hits, songs. For yeah, sure. a bunch of hits. And he's yeah. and the other thing is, I knew who he was before um, he before he got really super famous because um, he's from El Paso, and somebody put like his 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 music was like in an up and coming like magazine or something or a video mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I watched it and it was like uh, you know like pop stars to watch kind of like you've been yeah, like, like i rising. said you featured yeah mm-hmm. like a rising star and then i saw that he was from el paso and i'm from texas so i'm like oh that's so cool and uh you know and then i get to work with him and i'm like literally don't even know who he is wow like that's so a, where did you guys film it at uh we filmed in we were like at this i don't even remember exactly where it was it was wasn't in hollywood it was like over in the valley but we were like at this uh, college campus thing. Oh, okay. And we had the entire college campus. Oh, nice. And like only like maybe four or five people lived there on this college campus thing. Oh, so wow. it's like, it looked more like an apartment complex, mm-hmm. but it's, we had the entire thing. I wow. didn't even know you could rent it out. I was, the whole day got thrown off for me because when I got there, when I was going to set, like I got the directions from uh, the producer. And so I'm driving over there and they're telling me to look for this entryway. And so I'm looking for it. I ended up pulling into this residential neighborhood, parked, got out of my truck looking for it. Cause I'm like, where is it? Mm-hmm. And then I look and, and I get back in my truck. I'm like, it's, this isn't it. So I'm driving around and I go to leave this residential neighborhood and I see the crafty van driving around. And then he gets out, the crafty truck is driving around looking too. So I was like, where is this? And I kept seeing this drive, this long drive, but you know, in a production, there's supposed to be yellow signs out right. pointing and there right. was no signs. Yes. So I ended up being like 15 minutes late, mm-hmm. but I was looking for it for like 45 minutes, like oh literally driving right by I've it. Been there. So I've I was been like, there. it was by the time I got to set, I was like going, what in the, you know, what all is going frazzled. on today? Yeah, yeah. All frazzled. Yes. And, uh, because I was going to be early. Yes. You know of course. I, mean? I was going to be, yeah. gonna be like 15, 20 minutes early. Yes. And then I ended up being like 30 minutes late. I, <laughs> I know how that is. I've been there for sure. Yeah. But it was, like I said, it was just like, uh, it was like some college campus and I can't remember the name of it, but it just had this long drive hmm. and I ended up pulling into this, uh, day school. Mm-hmm university thing that had like a, a football field out back and i'm like well this has got to be it mm-hmm. and then i drive around and i'm like there's nobody here this can't be it so i kept looking over and i'm like well that's an apartment complex so right. that can't be it right. but sure enough it, it was, was, yeah, that was oh it. wow yeah. yeah the only thing that looked like it was was like some kind of like school like private and school you didn't or see something. anybody like outside or anything but and they had a football field and everything so hmm. i'm like well this has got to be it and then yeah. so i drove around to where the football field was there's no production vehicles no working trucks or anything so where I'm were like, they all hidden no that wasn't the right location we but were it, next door at oh, the at the gosh. apartment okay. the, the place that looked like an apartment complex i see yeah so it took me forever to figure it all out but i it finally did yeah 
been there and I mean in my very first video shoot I was an hour and a half late it was so bad and ev- for your own video for shoot my own oh video my shoot it was awful the makeup artist was waiting and yeah. it was like in Topanga Candy Hills it was like you know the dirt road and stuff where we were filming at and we should have usually you try and go to the location prior to shoot so you know how to get there and you know what you're expecting what it looks like how to set up and everything and um and we couldn't no one got service out there so like we're trying to call and listen hey we're you know we're 20 minutes out and we kept going and i was in the car with my manager at the time so we weren't even by ourselves and neither one was like why do we keep going in circles and turns out like everybody was late everyone was at least 30 minutes late um because everyone had a hard time nobody could find it we were an hour and a half late. It was it was crazy. It's like, oh, my God. So we, they were already set up. They had to rush to do the makeup. So we were, everything was kind of, you know, we were behind schedule from, from like an hour and a half to, to after that. And going to the, the next shoot where we had to go, we went from Topanga to downtown L.A. And we, we ended up being like an hour and a half late to the downtown L.A. location. So it just threw us off. But I definitely know what it's like. Yeah. Yes. But that was a really good video. That's uh, what's the name of Addicted. The Addicted. Addicted was amazing. Um, I worked with uh, someone named Brian Lang, who's done numerous music videos. I think he's done like Selena Gomez, Three Six Mafia. He's done a lot of like commercials, like Gillette. He's amazing. Um, I was really grateful to to work with him. Was he the director? Yes, he was the DP and the director. Oh, the tr- gotcha. mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of did it together because I had a vision in my head. Um, but because I showed up uh, an hour and a half late, he set up differently than what I envisioned. I had rented, we had um, rented a certain place in Topanga Canyon where there's this bed and it sits outside on the hill. Oh yeah, hills. I saw that, yeah. But it, we didn't shoot there. So it was just kind of like, I, when I when I pulled up and I was an hour and a half late and they, it took takes them like an hour to set up, they set up in the trailer where the bedroom is. Right. And I was like, uh, I told my manager, like this, I you know, if I want to shoot in the bedroom, I could have done that at my house, right. you know? I, I paid for this place so that we could shoot in the hills where this bed is just like floating and there's right. nothing around it. But I mean, you would never notice that from looking at the video. It looks I amazing. If, I wonder if it's the, uh, the Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez did like a, remember her, her song, uh, I love you like a a love song. Is it that one? Yeah, because there's there's one there's one um, there's one scene or one location where Mm -hmm. they're out like in this huge canyon with these trees and they they color it really weird and he, she has like the mariachi band. Oh, I couldn't tell if that was Laguna or if that was Topanga. I don't know. It might have been Laguna because yeah. there was a lot of flowers. Yeah, because I, I, I filmed in Laguna too, where there's a lot of flowers yeah. too. So it might have, yeah, might have been Laguna. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. So that video, the production value on that was probably at least what fifty to sixty thousand. Um, for the one for Addicted, Addicted was I think um like. So I didn't pay for all of it. So I'm not exactly sure the full budget, but um, my manager at the time had chipped in. I think that one was maybe like t- close to 20. It, yeah. was, it was it was on the low, like lower end for a music video yeah. of Covenant Artists. It was like, I think it was like fifth. I don't even think it was 20, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, we got we got like a $50,000 exactly. video for sure. And so. Is that the one where like you also had like a, a downtown like penthouse location or apartment location where you're out on the balcony yes yes so Mm -hmm. where was did you guys shoot that on stage or did you actually we went to location in downtown LA someone Mm -hmm. had it at their their place Um, my manager had known them Um, and they rented the area out for us it was insane I mean it was absolutely gorgeous so the so the I guess the big question is is uh, see how do I ask so did you guys pull your permits with Film LA? 
no, no, not for not for this location because it was um, it a was at their private. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know you're actually supposed to pull permits even if it's at a private residence? And a private one? No, I, I actually don't handle that aspect, yeah, thankfully. But yeah. um, but That's, yes, no. When um, at someone's house, we didn't. Yeah, the yeah. deal is is uh, you're supposed to, but. That's one reason. That's one way you can really help your budget, you mm-hmm. know, because just the permits alone oh, are crazy expensive. That's why certain locations we didn't actually film out was just due to timing yeah. and permits and just having to wait sometimes to get them authorized can be a process. And then you got to think of the budget. But absolutely, yeah, that can be a process of its own, just the permits. Yeah. Uh, when I shot my last video, um, California, which has been like six years now, that I directed and Was I produced it. Was that the one with it. the band outside? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The I one remember. in Joshua Tree. Yes. We didn't pull permits for any of that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we did that video for people. I'm not even going to say how much money because people would lose their mind. I mean, because we really, yeah. I mean, I did that entire thing. I wrote it. Wow. Everything. It was like completely my idea. And the craziest thing about that video is. It was, I don't even know how to explain it. It was when I moved to California, I had that video in my head when I moved here. That's amazing. So that location in Amboy where you see like uh, the, the the bikes and everything mm-hmm. out in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. and the diner out there. Yes. That's called Amboy, California. And I had seen that in like, a, is it Julio Iglesias or... I'm not sure. I haven't. I can be your hero. Baby. Oh, yeah. Enrique. Enrique Iglesias. Mm-hmm. Julio's his dad, I think. So Enrique Iglesias, okay. yeah. So he had that video with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I can be your hero. Oh, she's an. Oh, that's and right. That, and that was shot in Amboy, California. Oh, Some of it. Okay. That little part of it was shot. It's a little part. I don't know. Quite a bit of it was shot in Amboy, California. Okay. And so when I lived in Texas, I remember seeing that video going, dude, where is that? That's like the right. coolest location. Right. And so when I moved to California, I had this, I just had this like epiphany that like one day I'm going to direct a music video and it's going to be at that place where I didn't even know where it was. And That's I remember so being in my little studio apartment in Long Beach like looking up, trying to figure out what desert town. And I was right. Googling like Enrique Iglesias music video <laughs> locations. And then I finally found it and I'm like, oh my God, that's like 150 miles from LA. I'll right. never do a music video right. out there. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's that, um, you know, the, the law of attraction kind of thing exactly. is kind of what I look at, you know, yep. just like what you think about, you bring about. Mm-hmm. I kind of man- I manifested Manifest. that. Yes, yeah. yes. And then it was like the band, um, were good friends of mine from Long Beach and they had no idea what the video was going to be. I just told them like, dude, they just like gave you full control. I said, dude, I have a great idea for a music video for that song when I heard it because mm-hmm. they would play their music because I would go to the bars and stuff that they yeah. were playing in Long Beach because nice. I lived down there. You nice. were at my, my studio in nice. Long Beach. Yes. So I would go and I would hear the music that they were playing and they're a great band. And then I did the way I actually met those guys is I forgot the way I met those guys is I did another music video for them, which, uh, it's on YouTube as well. Okay. The production value is the, the bottom of the, is the bottom because the way that music video happened was, uh, a friend of mine, Christian Polymeris, he texted me one day and he's like, Hey Rav, are you busy? And I was like, I wasn't, I was just jacking around in my doing nothing in my studio. 
like editing photos or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, not really. Like, what's going on? He goes, hey, I have this band. A friend's of mine, they have this band. And uh, they're wanting to enter uh, Jameson Whiskey uh Battle of the Bands contest for Jameson Whiskey, and they want to film like a little music video, or they want to film like a video, a promo video or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, do they have a song? And he's like, yeah, they have this really good song. And I was like, well, you know, we could do like a little music video or something. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, I'll let them know. And then he texts me back and he's like, yeah, yeah, they, they want to do it. It's cool. You know, if you can do like a music video. Oh, that's so great. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I was like, great. Like when, you know, when does it have to be, you know, like how long do we have to, you know, I said, I can put a treatment together mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, he goes, uh, it has to be turned in like Friday. And this was like Wednesday. Would the treatment have to be turned no, in? No, the video the has actual, to. The whole video. The whole video. And how, has and how many days did you guys have until Friday? This is when it's Wednesday. It was Wednesday. You guys had like two Wednesday. days. So oh two days. Gosh. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. So I was like, we would have to shoot it like right now oh to get it goodness. in by Friday. And so I was like, hmm. So I was like, well, that sounds like a challenge. And I was like, I was like, let me come listen to the band and their music. And if I like their music, right. we yeah. can look at doing mm-hmm. it. And so I ended up that camera right there underneath. You can't see it underneath mm-hmm. the desk. It's my old wedding video camera. It's huge. <laughs> oh it looks like gosh. a broadcast camera. Wow. So I picked it up, loaded some equipment, and drove over there, loaded some lighting equipment, drove over to this house where they're at. The house was crazy. It looked like something out of like a, kind of like a horror movie. They were already starting to film? There was just all this memorabilia in this house that they lived at, and the house was like a- they lived at. It was like a California house, you know what I mean? From like the 60s, Mm -hmm. 70s. Vintage. Yeah, it had like motorcycle helmets and like a, like a- just all this stuff. You'll nice. have to watch the video. I'll have to see. And yeah. I literally just set my camera up and then I told him, I'm like, well, do you have the, you guys recorded the song. And so all I needed the song, I said, you can lip sync to the song. We just mm-hmm. need playback. And they're like, they're like looking at each other. Like, and I'm like, you guys, had, had they ever done a music video prior to this? So no. come to find out they had only been together for like a month, the whole band. They were brand new. They'd only been together for like a month. And I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like, well, you guys don't have a song. We really don't have a music video if you haven't recorded a song. They didn't even record the song No, yet? they didn't even have a song recorded. Oh, my goodness. No, they were just playing it live. They oh. had no recording. Oh, they wow. just gotten together. And I was like, I was like, huh. And I was like, well, I don't, I said, I was going to, I was said, I'm going to buy a, a recorder, a voice recorder, but I don't have one right now. And then the they had a, a violinist and nice. she goes, oh, I have one. She nice. goes, but it's just a dictation recorder that I like mm-hmm. record lyrics and stuff mm-hmm. into or I play into and then listen back. Right. I was like, mm, you know, because it's like a little teeny, you right. know, like a palm or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not even like a I real exactly music. exactly what you're talking Yeah. It's like a dictation yep. that you get at like Office Depot mm-hmm. to talk into to keep notes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And yes. I was like, well, we could try it. I said, so I've forgotten something at the studio. I said, and it was literally only like seven minutes down from my studio. Okay. I said, let me go back and get that lighting equipment and then I'll come back. And while I'm gone and we taped that dictation recorder to a mic stand. And I said, while I'm gone, you guys record and we'll see what it sounds like when I get back. I went, got it, come back sounded amazing for what it was Mm -hmm. and we ended up filming the video and it's funny because uh the lead singer 
Mateo is singing into the microphone, right? And he's just singing away. And if you really look closely, there's not even a cord hooked up to the microphone. Yeah. But if you look at it, and I did every bit of that video 100% myself. Wow. I shot it. I edited it. I did everything. And the craziest thing about it, out of like five or 600 entries, guess what? It won. No way. It won the Jameson of the Battles, Battle of the Bands wow. contest. It no won. way. That's amazing. Yep. So what did the winners get? Uh, I don't know what they, they got. Like, I didn't really get anything. Bragging rights. Yeah, well, bragging rights. But they got like, you know, like uh, some recording sessions. And I think it hooked them up with like a really uh, high-end producer. And Oh, that's so amazing. That's wow. How it the, comes together. The coolest thing was, I don't remember what the venue was, but it was here in Orange County. It was mm -hmm. like a, like a fair venue or something okay. like maybe out at the oc fair or something but mm -hmm. it was like a pretty good sized venue that had a bar and a stage and stuff in there and so they got like a jameson threw like a party for mm -hmm. the winners oh wow so there was probably like a couple of hundred people there wow. so we, i got invited to that and that that's was amazing cool. yeah so and, cool and then when we did the second video california that got premiered in downtown la at la what was the name of that thing? L.A. Work or something like that? The big warehouse downtown that you used to see? LA, I'm sure I probably passed it several times. L.A. Raw. L.A. LA Raw. Raw. I should know because I always look at it because it's like L.A. Raw and I'm mm -hmm. like L.A. Rav. Oh. But it's a W instead of okay. a V. Okay. So L.A. Raw was this, um, you, you could Google it. I don't even know if it's still around, but it was like this big warehouse coliseum kind of thing downtown. Mm -hmm. Nice. That uh, they w it was a huge venue that they would have. And they had like at one time they had the biggest plasma TV thing in L.A. Wow. So the, the video premiered there. It was actually really cool. Oh, that sounds neat. Wow. Yeah. That's good work. I got to check yeah. out both of those. I know I've seen one of them before. Can't remember. It's been a while since I was like watching it, um, but I, I don't think I saw the other one, so I definitely have to see the other one. I'll have to send you uh, a link to it. Mm -hmm. We would, or actually, I might put it, edit it into the yeah, video here so go. people can see perfect. it. Perfect. That'd be perfect. That's one thing I love uh, being in LA and so long um, is to see my friends. Like when I met you on the photo shoot, you were just this. How old were you? 22, 23? Yeah, super. Yeah, I think I was like 21. Yeah. Yeah. I was around, I don't, well, if it was, yeah, about that age. And then see where you've come. It's How like far so, you've come. Because I Google your name and I can see like licensed Getty images for you, like celebrity <laughs> images and all that. Oh, that's so cool. It's always so fun to like, I just love seeing my friends, people that I know come up, grow. you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. grow. And, and fulfill their dreams. I love to see that too. Like I see, you know, my friends doing with them, I'm like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Like I remember looking at her, you know, and she was like, you know, I have a friend who does PR now and, and she's doing so well and she's got some clients from like Disney and she's, she's doing like um, Bernie Sanders and she's just, but a, a year and a half ago, I remember her living in Van Nuys and she was just like oh my roommates not paying rent and you know and they had rent their rent was like 1600 and they're having a hard time just paying that and I look at her now and she's living in Hollywood and she's you know paying you know 4,000 a month and I'm just like look at how far look at the clients you have in just a year and a half you know what I mean you you wanted a new car and look at the car you're driving like look you got clients now and she just it's it's amazing it's it's motivating too when you see your friends do it you're like oh my god you know she's doing this like it's very motivating and inspiring and wants it, it makes you want to go out and do it so 
I love it. I, you know, like when I came in and see, saw your whole setup, like this is so cool. Like, you know, and that's what it's all about. That's why it's it's good to, to do the in-person because you don't get the full, the feeling, the vibe, you know what I mean? You can always do it. Plenty of people are, especially for COVID, you know, people are doing it online, but I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. I want to see the setup. It's, that's what you work hard for, you know? So yeah, it's neat. So I really want to thank you because I, when I, when I did the studio and built it, as you can tell, it, even though I had so many problems today getting everything working mm-hmm. properly, when I did this, I did it to have in-studio guests. That's you know what, what I mean? Yeah, that's what it's all like, about. Like this mixer right here mm-hmm. will take six mic inputs. Oh. So I made it. So if you right. know, we had a host, you know, if I had, like, if you wanted to bring like your manager mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, somebody or a, exactly. couple, or a couple of your backup singers yes. or dancers, you know, That'd be ma- next time. Next. I made it, you know, where we could do it like that, you know, even though I'm struggling because I just haven't practiced. Reopened, you know I mean? yeah. yeah. Uh, because of the pandemic. But I did this to have in-studio guests and it was crazy because when I started this podcast like the old old episodes for like Rav Holly Mm -hmm. I had two guests immediately that drove all the way to Joshua Tree to be on the podcast and it wasn't even video at that time and so I really just had this delusions of grandeur I guess that it was going to be very easy to get people to come into the studio Mm -hmm. and even before COVID like people are just I don't know what it is dude people are different now like uh even like I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer but even like you know I've changed with my photography right Mm -hmm. like used to I was I was very lucky because I was at a time when with my photography that people came to me mm-hmm. like girls like I had to turn girls down all the time because girls were con you know hitting me up in the DMs hey let's shoot let's shoot let's mm-hmm. shoot and I was more concentrating on paid work mm-hmm. you know what I mean at that time now I'm more into the movie industry and music video production mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I want to shoot stuff just for to shoot you know what yeah. I mean and now like I'll contact a girl you know and I don't I don't I mean, I have a few Instagram followers, you know what I mean? But if I contact 15, 20 girls, probably none of them will touch base. I also think, like, as I was looking at your... um at your some of your, your social media your Instagram before you I don't think you're as active so people I, kind I of people yeah. look at that they're like oh well what is, what is this person doing lately like what is their work because I know anyone who wants to work with me that's what I do I mean nowadays your your social media is kind of like your resume where they see like how many followers you have what kind of work have you done who have you worked with what's your engagement do people and so I think before when I first met you were very active like you're constant you know what I mean and um I think maybe that that's what, what people look for. They're like, oh, what photos has he done? Who has he done? And and I think just because you haven't posted anything, maybe that could could be the reason because you're still very active in the real life. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I use Instagram stories. I don't use, uh, I don't post anymore to the, I think that's, to the page. Yeah, so I think definitely that's, could be. Yeah. And the funny thing is, as you say that, is I was actually, I was actually um, offered well, I wasn't offered. It's, I don't know how to word this. I could have been verified, mm-hmm. but when Instagram went through to verify me, mm-hmm. they come back and said, you are not active enough. We only verify active accounts and you're no longer active enough. 
Yeah, you know, they change that for a lot of even people with like a million followers are trying to get verified. Yeah, and it's they, crazy. And they changed it. And I had a, a PR company who's been doing PR for years, had some major clients. And they even said they're having a really hard time getting their clients um, verified because so many people were getting verified who are nobodies. Right. And they were paying money to get yeah, verified. To get verified. Mm-hmm, and they found out. So now it's making it for those who actually are qualified and working hard to be somebody or working hard for their brand and now it makes it harder for the rest of us to get verified because they're, they've put in like these these higher qualities to do that so it's not just you it's yeah well with me I screwed it up because I could have been verified but I just wasn't active enough on Instagram but they're still saying that now and oh, I, are they? yeah they're still saying and now it's like more stuff they look into like they'll look you up too to see like um, if you're I forget what the, the term was, um, to see if you're someone who is not a celebrity, but like if you're someone who is in high demand or people oh, right. are looking or searching you up enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they want to see your search, search results and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I think that. something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, see at one time, um, God, it's been years ago now, there was a, it was not an app, it was a website called, I think it was called Clout dot com mm-hmm. and people don't even know about this now but it was called uh clout dot com k but it was spelled with a k k l o u t okay do you, do you remember this no okay so it was called clout dot com and it ranked your online presence interesting so you got a number by how much oh, clout wow. you had online and i was in like the top five percent back in 2008 nine oh, wow. when that site was out there mm-hmm. so it made it very easy for me to get places because people didn't just google you and you know look through stuff all they had to do is go to clout interesting because most people had like a you know like a because I think it was all the way, like, I think it rated you up to like a hundred mm-hmm. and most people were hovering. Like I knew people that had like a 55, you know what I mean? They right. think they were all that in a bag of chips. Right. And then I go to clout.com and it would, they'd be ranked like a 55 because mm-hmm. it ranked your like people searching your name gotcha. and everything. Gotcha. And I was ranked like when I very first came out, I was ranked in 87. And then with, within like two or three months, I went up to an 88 mm-hmm. and then I got pushed up to a 92 and then to a 94 out of a hundred so like if any media thing right that's how I got like you know because they would just pull up Mm -hmm. cloud.com and see like oh yeah right right because it literally uh, it graded your entire online presence from how many people searched you to your videos that were out there like if you had your social media accounts Mm -hmm. like how many people were following you how many people were interacting with your social media accounts so when that kind of just went away because i had worked really hard to build that number and then it just disappeared overnight (laughs) or they turned it into something else and i was like dude like i was so into this and then like a moron i had like promoted it you know what i mean or i would tell you like if you come into the studio i'm like girl I looked you up on clout and you're like, ah. you're like at a 64. You should that be at so least, funny. you should be at least at like a 75 or an 80. Wow, so you got to get so working on funny. your clout. You got to post this time. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I would just give you tips and then it just went away. And so people that I had pushed, I didn't push it on, but I'm like, you know, work this mm-hmm. and make it, you know, cause it's going to, it's like your online presence scorecard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it just disappeared overnight. I was like, mm. weird. I wonder why. I don't know. Huh. It was actually a brilliant idea. It's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. Now, now the, the, the big thing is, is for years, 
I didn't have like an IMDb, mm-hmm. um, but I had stuff that I'd done. So right. like I would get these notifications that, you know, somebody had listed my name for a production on IMDb mm-hmm. and I would go in and look and it would say, if this is you claim it, you know what I mean? And I was like, I ain't messing with that. I ain't paying <laughs> with that. I don't know how to do this. I don't yes, mess with it. Yes. And then I started talking to a couple of people and they're like, Rav, you literally have to get that set up. So I went in, I set it up and I have an IMDb now, but it's only got like maybe four or five productions mm-hmm. out of the probably 150 or 200 I've worked on because I'm too lazy to go through everything. Yes. And then like one of them that I'm very proud of is like uh, American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Okay. I was just a PA on that, a production assistant, but it's not even like listed on IMDb. It's like Versace, but that first, uh, it's not even there. Wow. So weird. That is weird. But then I found out I could actually list it. If yes. I wanted to go in and put it you in, you can do it yourself. Yeah, I could definitely. do it myself, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I haven't done it. Yeah. I let my yearly hundred dollars, it's like a hundred dollars a year or something. Oh. I let it expire. You know, I just remembered something. What? Is I was, this is so funny. I was in Long Beach when I lived in Long Beach mm-hmm. one night and I got addicted to this TV show called Californication. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there laying in bed. And I'm watching Californication mm-hmm. on my TV. And I'm laying in bed, just chilling, watching Californication. <laughs> and this bar scene comes in. And I'm <laughs> sitting there watching it, sitting there watching it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I see, wait a minute. <laughs> Rewind? And I'm like rewinding it and then trying to catch. I'm like, right. oh my God, is is that Vanessa? That's so funny when you asked me that. And, that's and funny. I was like, that is, I was like, maybe that's Vanessa's sister. Yeah. Because I know you have a sister, yeah. but I'd never seen her. Right, right. I was like, maybe that's her <laughs> sister. Because I didn't even know you had done any BG work at that time. And so I ended up stopping it and mm-hmm. taking a photo with my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know, like an iPhone 4 or something <laughs> like that back in the day. And then I, I texted it to you and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I saw, I was watching California vacation just now. And That's I'm like, so funny. You're I like, is this you or is this your sister? And you're like, Oh my God. I was like, it's, I was like, no, that's it. But it's funny. Cause I never seen it. You know, there's, I've that's done, I've saying. done a, a few things and I, actually I've done a lot. Most of the things that I've done, I've never seen them. Um, and that California vacation, I think, um, I think was the very first thing I did when I moved to LA. I think it was California vacation. And then it just got more and more. And then I started getting other stuff, bigger stuff, but it was always more of a filler um, when I wasn't, the, when the music was slower or as I was trying to right. break out into the music. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still have that on my Facebook. You posted the picture and I thought that was so cool because I was like, oh my God, I have to see this. I haven't seen it, you know? And I didn't know what I was doing. I was new to LA and the whole scene. And, and they're like, you, we want you up here, up here. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Dude, if you would have got speaking lines, you didn't speak in that, did you? Not in that one. No. That was my very first one. Mm-hmm. But you were very prominent on camera. If you had got speaking lines, you could have got a yellow voucher. You know yeah. that, right? Yes. Yes. People were telling me that. Yeah. I, I mean, at that time, I was you new. You had no I just, idea. Mm-mm. The yeah. first I did, I think I did a few backgrounds, maybe like three. I want to say three backgrounds before I got my first speaking line. Um, and I think the biggest thing I did was in... Um, Probably, I, I, I did two actually. One was How I Met Your Mother. And then the other one was actually, it's more of an Amazon Prime thing. It's called Sangra Negra. And that one was um, 
my first speaking line one. So it's kind of like a mafia. Was that a, was that a union? Was that a union gig? Probably. It not. that one was yeah. Well, the speaking one. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know how it works. I mean, I know I got it, it was really well paid, but I I don't know if I was even union, but I was union qualified, so maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe it was then. So did you? Are you? Are you? Uh, are you SAG, SAG now? I'm actually, so I'm, I'm SAG qualified, but I right. still don't have my, because I kind of stopped doing it and just went into the music. Because so, the dues are like 35 or 3700 Yeah, before at that time, I think it was like 2000 and right. I thought it was a lot. And so now people are telling me like, oh, they went up now. It's way oh, the, more. The craziest thing is, so when I first moved to California, I was going to, or I did, uh, some set photography stuff, which... I found out now that's like, I don't even know exactly how it all worked, but I ended up getting uh, to shoot on set as a set photographer for the first show I did was CSI Miami with Emily wow. Proctor, like uh, David, what's his name? The redheaded guy, David. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the redheaded guy. Can't think of his name. He's super famous. He was yeah. really famous on that show in uh, NYPD blue or something. Okay. But, um, he wasn't there. He, I never saw him, but I was there with Emily Proctor working as a set photographer with her and took some pictures of her uh, that were used on the website for CSI, mm-hmm. the CBS website so and everything. Cool. Yeah, so it was so That's cool. so cool. It qualified me. And then I did Life ABC's a pilot called Life on Mars, which mm-hmm. ended up being a TV show. Nice. Like this cop that's transferred, transformer, or tra- he goes back in time to like uh-huh. the 60s. Okay. It's actually pretty cool. And I did that. And because AB, that was ABC and ABC has their own on staff photographers. Okay. And because I got my days in for that, I was able, I could have joined like the local 600 mm-hmm. and the local 600 dues were, I think 6,500 or 6,000 oh at that goodness. time. Oh my goodness. Wow. And I had been saving to buy a new camera and the camera wow. that I was buying, I think was 5,500. Wow. So I was, I was like thinking to myself like oh should I do this or should I get my camera because I've been saving and saving and saving for this camera you know what I mean and you know putting money aside putting money aside and waiting to get this new camera because my camera was starting to age out Mm -hmm. so I really needed to move into a new camera right and uh so I was like yeah you know once I get this new camera you know I'll be able to shoot more Mm -hmm. and you know then I'll pay that dues maybe later and then it just never happened again and it was one of those places that we come to in LA, especially you have these, this fork in the road, you know, do I get the new camera or do I pay yes. the dues? Mm-hmm. And now if I could go back a thousand times, every single time I would have saved another thousand dollars or pulled another thousand right. dollars and paid those dues Yes, because being a set photographer, the day rate on that would have paid me. Uh. I mean, I would have been able to buy that camera, you know, within a couple of months. That's again, true. That's you know, true. Yeah. I screwed that up. I just didn't realize at the time. Oh, no. I was, but I wasn't set on being a set photographer at that gotcha. time. You yeah. know what I mean? I had my, I was looking, Other I was looking things. to be a commercial photographer, yeah. you know, shooting like magazines. Right. I wanted to shoot like, yeah, uh, yeah like Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. and, you know, be people and, you know, all these different makes sense. magazines, yep. back, Vanity Fair, you know, so you weren't, to, yeah, that, totally that was sense. my whole, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what I wanted to do was yes. commercial photography and, uh, set photography really would have been a good gig, but it's one of those things. Right. Wow. Yeah. If we can go back, if tell ourselves our young selves, yes, different things, that would be one of them. 
So I have to ask you. It's kind of personal. Uh oh. I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass you. Uh oh. But that car you have outside. <laughs> how long have you had that car? Um, I got that. I've had that car for a year. Have you really? Mm-hmm. And it is the Tesla what? Three. Yes. Because it's is is that the cheaper one, the Model Three? So expensive one. Um, no, it's actually they actually now it's cheaper. When I got it, it wasn't. I think they have it now for like forty five or something. I want to say. Is that the one that's got? It, do you have the the but dual I, motors? The, yeah, mine's not. Um, mine was actually. I think it's a little bit different than the one that's forty or forty five now. They just started doing those Teslas at that price, and that's very the very basic one. Um, but mine actually has a lot of customization done to it, which actually it looks amazing. Yeah, there's it's like they got a light system in the inside. It's got the ceramic, which oh, actually, what's that? It's got like my yeah, the like your gaming. It's system, got my yes. my LEDs mm-hmm. and stuff in the yeah. side. Yeah, it's really cool. It changes. It has fourteen hundred different settings of colors. You can take a picture of whatever you're wearing, and if I take a picture of your pants, it's going to turn the inside of the car the same color. It's really neat. Yeah, it's a really cool car. It's funny because I'm not a big huge electric car fan. Me neither. But I walked out and saw that car, and it's weird because I know what a Tesla is. Yeah. But your Tesla with like those black wheels yeah. and every the blackout kit you mm-hmm. have on that thing, it does not look like a Tesla. It was yeah. so weird because I was like, I walked out and I was like, what is she driving? <laughs> and, then, and then I looked at it, I was like, is that a Tesla? And you're like, yeah, it's a Model It's so 3. funny because even Tesla, when they see my car, like there's... um. There's charging stations a lot of times at some malls you go right. to. There'll be charging stations. And usually the charging stations are, are you have to go up the ramps, you know, in, in the parking structure to the top. But so sometimes I'll, I'll run into them. It happened to me twice. Uh, one time at Topanga Mall and one time at Glendale. And I parked. I was like, how do you get to those Tesla chargers? That's so weird. Like, it's in a weird area. And I went through, like, these cones and I parked. Well, the first time I did it in Glendale Galleria. And then some I parked and I'm sitting in my car and I was about to get out. And the girl knocks on my window. She's like, excuse me, you can't park here like these tesla charger she's like whoa and she saw my car she's like how did you do that i'm like do it she's like your car how does it like light up and she works for tesla and um last week i was at the topanga one and, and this the guy did the same thing he's like how does your car lights up how does it light up like that and then he's like and where'd you get these wheels from like can we take a picture can tesla take a picture and i was like yeah that's totally fine they did a great job on my car so yeah, definitely. But I, you know, I knew what I wanted to. And and a lot of people are doing the blackout. Like they're they're blacking out the chrome, which I did not do. I actually like the classy look of the chrome. So So my question is, did you did you special order it? I did special order oh, it. Oh, that makes sense. Um the lighting, no, the lighting was after um aftermarket, is that what you call it? Yeah, aftermarket. Yeah, aftermarket the lighting. Mhm. Yeah, because it looks freaking amazing. Yeah, they did a really good job. I actually did that at Fantasy Motorsports in Northridge, and they specialize in like Tesla. When I was there, they had the weekends car there at the same oh, time. I was like, well, I was like, wow, well, I was like, whose car is this? It was, at first, I thought it was the the G wagon, the mm-hmm. Mercedes, but it was huge. I can't remember which one it is. They only made like ten of them. It's um the Mercedes. It's huge, and I was like, dang, this is it a truck? truck it looks like the g-wagon but just think of the g-wagon like, oh yeah it's the truck okay so and it was way bigger and yeah. um they're like oh yeah that's the weekend's car your, your car and the weekend's car both i was like oh well that's pretty cool and some someone that worked there at the time didn't know who the weekend was and later on i was like looking at the inside and, and another worker was like yeah that's some i guess some guy his name's the weekend i guess he must be doing pretty good for having this he had no idea that's hilarious <laughs> that's like me with dj Khaled. <laughs> 
like, yeah, The Weeknd. Yeah, he's pretty well known, yeah, pretty I well said. Known. Yes. You know what's funny is like, I knew who The Weeknd was. I told my youngest son like who The Weeknd was mm-hmm. like way before anybody knew who The Weeknd was. Mm-hmm. I have this, I don't know, a, a, not epiphany. I don't know what word I'm trying to use. This, I discover musical artists like underground musical artists Mm -hmm. that nobody knows who they are and i'm listening to them and i'm pushing the music out there to my friends and stuff you have to listen to this and then i'm like going why aren't they blowing up why don't they blow up or why don't they come mainstream and then they do oh my god and then when they do i tell people like i knew it and they're like yeah sure you did (laughs) like i the two the biggest one was the weekend I knew who The Weeknd oh, was really? before anybody knew who he was. Wow. Anybody. I've been listening to him for like four or five years before he became famous, wow. before he became mainstream. Okay. And then uh, he had this song called, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of the two songs. He had a video, a music video that had like a, a naked Asian chick in it. It's called, I can't think of the name of it right now. But there's a couple of videos that he had that nobody really knew mm-hmm. and I knew them already. And then before that, uh, I mean, uh, after that was G Easy. Nobody knew who G Easy was, and I knew you know G Easy is now, right? Yeah, but I just recently, I mean, not recently, maybe like a year. No, it's probably been about two years that I've known who G Easy was. Yeah, but yeah like, for a while I didn't. Like eight years ago, I was in Vegas and heard G G Easy on a local Vegas station, and and made a Facebook post oh, about it. Wow. Like, oh, I'm sitting here in Vegas and G-Eazy's on the radio. That's so it. crazy. And everybody's yes. like, who the hell's a G-Eazy? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, Tumblr Girls. Like, have you ever seen that video, Tumblr Girls? Mm-mm. It's so cool. No. Like, he's not even really in. You just see, like, barely see him. But it's like just all these. It was made like the Tumblr. I think I found, I realized who he was with the song that he did with, um, what's her name? Yeah. the I know what. Um, Halsey. Halsey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's like brand new stuff. Yes. When they were dating. Yes, Halsey, yeah. exactly. That's when I'm I not, found out who he was. Yeah. So look up Tumblr Girls, and then he has. Okay. There's a, there's a few of them. Like okay. Tumblr Girls. So Tumblr Girls was a really one because I was the dirty old man on Tumblr, and there's all of these. Okay. Good looking, like. Gotcha. Twenty year old chicks and I stuff. I remember Tumblr. Is Tumblr still? It's basically dead now. Okay. But the deal with Tumblr was was. Um, I don't even know. There's no PC way to put this. So basically, there's a lot. I don't know. Not really promiscuous girls, but girl. Now, I don't even know where that's at because it's not really on IG because you can't do a lot of nude. Well, you can do full butt nudity. Oh, yeah. On there's IG. booty everywhere. But yeah. like, so the Tumblr thing, what made it original is there were girls on there that would take very, not really erotic, but very artistic photos and selfies. Like okay. completely nude, you oh, know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. Not porn nude, like actual like artistic, artistic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they would be completely nude. Yeah. And they would have like, they would put like, there was a first place. So this is where kind of Instagram, like I saw Tumblr before the Instagram wow. with the filters. Right. Because these girls were using the filters to yes. make their photos look like from the 70s yes. and stuff. Yes. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I remember with my crappy cell phone driving down the 101 one night, and I took a picture, and I used one of those Tumblr filters mm-hmm. on my picture, and it looks like uh, it looks like a can- like a, a 35 millimeter. Wow. Yeah. The filters on there worked great. Or the, the, I don't remember it was a website you used that wasn't Tumblr that got those filters. I can't remember, but... There was so much cool stuff on Tumblr uh, back in the day, yeah, but it was just, it. there was, 
you know, there was nudity everywhere. Gotcha. So there was all kinds of things going on. Right. On Tumblr. I think that's OnlyFans now. <laughs> I think you're right. It's so funny. You know, what's funny is like a lot of people like love to hate on the OnlyFans. But I know a couple of girls. I know one girl that's making about $4,000 a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what people are getting yeah. on there. I was like, and, and um, a, friend, a couple friends of, not, of, of mine and myself were like, well, what are they all like just doing like naked stuff? And they weren't. No, they're, they're just they're, doing regular posts. Yeah, yeah, they're doing regular stuff. So, you know, we, we looked into it and stuff like that. And none of us stuck to it. We just got so busy. But yeah. I definitely like you can't knock them like the hustle and they're, they're making their money. And like yeah. the picture that was up here when mm -hmm. you got here, mm -hmm. that's Zulika, mm -hmm. uh, Zulika Silver. Okay. And so she has like it's a whole other level from OnlyFans. It's like a website. I'm not even exactly sure how she does it. Mm -hmm. It's just like OnlyFans, but it's not through an OnlyFans. It's like a real website. Okay. So you go to like, I think it's like ZulikaSilver.com. Uh-huh. And it's the exact same kind of platform, but it's her own website. Okay. And I don't know exactly how much money she's making, but I know she was hustling as an actress because mm -hmm. she's been on like 911. Right. She, you know, she is an actress and she's actually a really good actress. Oh, okay. Uh, and she's Hispanic. Okay. And it's crazy because I don't, she, when I saw, I, I met her through her sister. I, I found her through her sister who okay. was an MUA, mm -hmm. uh, a makeup artist. Right. And that's how I started following her because she's like, you should check out my younger sister. Mm -hmm. She's so hot. And I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, let me look. And I was like, oh my gosh. So she, like, she, she is hot. <laughs> and so I started following her, you know what I mean? And uh, I've been following her for years and we talk from time to time on through like Instagram and stuff mostly. But I know she was really out there doing auditions mm -hmm. and pushing her tapes in and doing all these things. And now... She's lounging at her. She's got a big, huge loft. I don't know where her loft is, but I mean, it's got huge concrete nice. walls and wow. it's all modern loft. And, you know, because she's hinted like a couple of times, like she couldn't believe like how much dudes would pay just to see her boobs or something like that. Yep. She's like blown away. Yeah. But I know she's making a pretty yeah. penny. There's a lot of girls. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of like, um, like the podcasts and the interviews with some of the girls and she's like, I never thought I'd do it. But she's like, now I'm making 20,000 a month, you know? And she's like, that's real I can be money topless. Right she's like, I'll just strip. I'll have my pole in my house or something. And she gets like, get down to her G string. And I'm like, you know, I mean, everyone, you know, does it their own thing. You know what I mean? So whatever works for everybody, that's, that's their thing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't hate on it at all. The other thing, her, like, I don't know. It's just, you know, with a pandemic, mm -hmm. like a lot of girls started it during the pandemic. And I mean, what gets me is the blatant hypocrisy, like guys hating on girls, you know, oh, like she's an OnlyFans mm -hmm. girl. I could never date that kind right. of stuff. Dude, like she's making a living for herself, mm -hmm. like, and she's making her own money and it's pretty easy money and she's not like you know because before OnlyFans, there was two ways if girls wanted to do something like that there was three ways it would go one way they would get into the porn industry mm -hmm. full on the porn industry and i know several of those girls that have went that route and that's because there was no OnlyFans out there you had to be represented to do something so they'd end up in like hardcore porn industry or they would become dancers mm -hmm. like you know at a strip club right there was that way or they would have like a dirty boyfriend that they would take 
provocative photos with that were never don't, never supposed to be seen, and he would post them online or something, and then they would get out everywhere. And if you ever Googled their name, they would pop up. You right. know what I mean? Right. So this OnlyFans, what I think, is it, it makes the girl in charge of her own destiny. I'm not a member of any girls' OnlyFans. Me either. But I think it puts a girl in charge of their own destiny, which I like that because they can do what they want. Mm -hmm. I do. I've worked with Bella Thorne, and so she stirred up this huge controversy and made a lot of. There's a whole thing about that. I'm not going to get into it, but I don't know. I just, I just think I don't, I don't hate on the girls that do the OnlyFans. We're getting ready to wrap this up. I've had you here forever, uh, <laughs> but. I wanted to talk really quick about one thing I do love about you is I don't know exactly where you stand, but I know that like your music is very positive. <clears throat> There's like no profanity in it. It almost is like it's not Christian, but it's it's pop. I love it. But it does have a little bit of that aspect to it. And I think yes. you are a Christian. And I, yes. am I wrong there? No, I am. Yeah. I definitely am Christian. Um, it's so great that you say that because that's um, exactly what I'm doing. Actually, I don't. Um, I don't want to necessarily write to where I'm just pinpointing my music to, to Christians or worship music, but to create great pop music or dance music that many people can relate to. Um, but I want to do something to where most of it's positive but relatable, and it is all inspired by God. Absolutely all of it's inspired by God. Um, even better days when I talk about moving mountains, like watch me move these mountains, like that's what God's going to help me move, like I'll overcome these, you know what I mean? Um, there's subliminal messages about God. And when I first started writing, like my very first song, Addicted, you know, was obviously about a guy. All my stuff is based off of my personal experiences, um, but my writing has definitely changed now. Now that I, I write off of, um, you know, more of a, a place of defeat and battles and anxiety or like loneliness and stuff like that that so many people go through. And that's what I want. I wanted to be able to connect with the listeners. So all my music is, I, I, I call it um, positive faith-based pop music. Um, because I'm not like saying God this or I'm not speaking right. about, but anyone who actually knows the Bible will understand the, the message because I am using words strictly from the Bible that, um, that a lot of people won't know unless you know the Bible. So, yeah. You're born and raised here, right? No, no, I'm not born and raised here. I mean, I, I was born in West Covina. Yes. But, um, I moved a lot around a lot because my dad was in the military. Oh, mm -hmm. That makes sense. It's just. That could be deemed controversial here in L.A. But so have you thought about going down the Christian music route? Because um, that's a huge. Oh, yeah. Well, no, huge, huge there, market. That's something that definitely because I want my music to be able to be played on on Christian music. So that's basically I'm doing to, to where my music can be played on Christian stations, but it can also be played on pop stations, right. you know. So I just didn't want it to be catered just to one crowd. I wanted it to be relatable music is basically positive, relatable music. Um, that's you could like I like to I like to say um, faith based because there is a subliminal message in there about God on, on all of these new songs but I'm not singing like a worship um, right. like, a, like a worship singer would sing and I listen I love worship music don't get me wrong but it's about finding your niche and like oh, trying to create something different and so that's kind of where I feel like I want to separate myself but definitely yeah I would love myself to be on, on Christian stations and um Absolutely. Yes. That's one thing I do 
love about your music that you stay true to your core beliefs and who you are and you know I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody but you know there's certain pop stars now that you know you kind of I guess I, it's not shade, but it's, you know, I mean, kind of, I guess you could call it talking trash, but mm-hmm. let's take Katy Perry, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, she was raised in a Christian home. She had a Christian background. She started in faith-based, her faith, her faith-based musical career until she came to Hollywood. And then that kind of went right out the window. Mm-hmm. And then she's doing stuff like Dark Horse that yes. has like yeah. weird I'm it's, not going to get into the, it's, right. it's a deep rabbit hole we could mm-hmm. go down. It's like in, all into the conspiracy theory. Yeah. So we're not going to go down that. But right, I just right. I just look and go, you know, it's not that I don't think she sold out. You right. know, she came, she became super famous for it. But I just I'm, I really um, I really admire you for staying true to who you are. And thank you. And, and, yeah, and, and, it's it's yeah. It, it can, and putting it, out a positive vibe. That's that's what it's about is just putting out a positive and, and to let people know they're not alone. Your mental health, like so, especially during a pandemic, like um, people are getting a lot of anxiety, a lot of loneliness and depression and suicide. And it's important to let people know that we're we're you're you're not going through this alone. There's so many people, the people you would least expect. And I mean, I've gone through it where thankfully when I you know, if a depression hits me, it doesn't last more than like two days. But those two days are awful. Right. You know what I mean? And there's some people who just go through it constantly. And so I think it's important for us to let others know that, hey, you're not alone. Even someone who you look on their social media and it looks like they have a right. perfect life. It's not greener on the other side. Yeah, let you, me tell you. You never know what you never know what battles yes. they're fighting in private. No, you yeah. don't. And they just post what you want them right. to see. And that's that's another song I'm writing about. You know, um, it, I'm writing about just you guys will see everyone yeah. will, will definitely hear it but it, it's just about that looking on social media and how it can be so tainted and you think you, you you're looking at someone's life from the outside and it's so perfect and it's not what no, you think yeah. it is it's really not um, social media really whitewashes everything it, oh. to an extent and i'm guilty of that you know i think some of us are we're all guilty of that you know just posting the you know the stuff that's good you know because yeah. we don't feel worthy of posting stuff you know when we're not feeling good you know right I mean? and you and you want to you want to put like a positive impact like if you're right. posting stuff about you crying or sad or just like negative all the time people don't want to hear, hear that, that. Yeah. but it is it's 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 also important, which brings me to a good point, because that's the same thing with me. Like, I'm always just trying to post positive things. But then I told my friend, you know, you know, I don't want them to post this bad stuff or what I'm going through. And she said, maybe a little bit of that is good. So yeah. they know you're human. So they right. know what you're going through because they look at your life and they're thinking that you just have it all perfect right. from what they see. But if you let them know, hey, you're sitting here, your anxiety or your finances or, you know, you're lonely and, and all this stuff they realize, hey, her life isn't that perfect either. So it's true. It's important for us to not just put out all the good, but a little bit of bad um, so people know you're human and they're not alone. But also you don't want to put out too much negative because no one, that's what Facebook is. (laughs) We got Facebook for that. (laughs) Exactly. I just want to thank you sincerely for coming in. Yes. Because I know you and I have had a couple of like, we've kind of went down the political discussion mm-hmm. and we don't always see eye to eye on politics yeah. and stuff. Right. And in the climate that we're in nowadays, like it's so tribal, tribalism is like you're on one side and you're on mm-hmm. one, and you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a blessing that I still have you as a friend right, and I want to thank you so much for driving Absolutely. all the way out here from LA to yes. Orange County to yes. do this was support yeah just support and, and i just i really want to see i can't wait to be able to hopefully see you like at the grammys Aww, and walking the red I carpet so and yes you just 
keep yes. pushing forward. It's refreshing though to see like where what you're doing in the productions and, and doing everything. And I just hope uh, you just keep pushing because what I tell everybody is, you know, people ask me for career advice and stuff, which I'm not really the person to ask, but I tell everybody that it doesn't matter what you want to do. You've got 10 years to get I'll there. I'll never forget you told me that when we were hiking. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if you want to be a doctor. You know, you got eight years of medical school, and then you got an intern. You know, you've, if put it on a 10 year path. No, and, mine's been more than 10 years. But it'll start, you know, but you haven't been constantly pushing, pushing, mm-hmm. pushing. Yeah, I'm talking about hustling the yeah. entire time. Yeah. Like, Think about uh, Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Think about Elon Musk. All the hours those guys were putting in. You know, I'm guilty of it, too, of taking breaks from stuff or switching up, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, being doing this and going Mm -hmm. a different direction. But if you really have something you're passionate about, you know, you know, Alan, do you know who Alan Watts is? Mm -hmm. He's got a couple of like video sayings and stuff that's just Okay. It's so on point. I'll send okay. them to you. Yes, please. And one of them is like, uh, you know, it's better to live a short life doing what you want than a long life being miserable. Absolutely. It's just, it's, there's so, so much, true. so many gems in there. And then uh, he, there's one about, he talks about, you know, people ask about, you know, what you do. He goes, I tell you what you do. What do you want to do? Do you like horses? Maybe mm-hmm. you want to be an equestrian. Mm-hmm. You do that. You keep doing that. Don't worry about the money, but you just keep doing that and the money will come. There's that's so amazing. Many... That's so amazing. And you know what? what's funny is uh, is that's exactly how it is because I feel like as an artist, you know, you have to pay your dues and do a few free shows. And yeah. then eventually it's like, okay, that's enough. Now it's taking advantage. Yeah. And, and they do that. People do that a lot with artists. Not just right. me. I mean, there's like oh, a whole community. Well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where they're just like want so much um, for live free. music for yeah. free. Yeah. And um but it, but it's actually it's it's funny that you say that because I I've during COVID is actually the first time and even now that I've had full time just music and even during COVID I wasn't able to perform and wasn't making money off of it but I feel I now that it's like coming towards the end of it I just feel like so busy with music because that's the first time I've ever full time just worked on music recording I have a team people I've danced I mean. It's just an incredible you blessing. Have a, you have a dancing coordinator and everything? Yeah. Right now it's like um, for our live shows. Yeah. It, we were supposed to have a great show actually oh, tomorrow. Right. And um, at RuPaul, what was it? It was, it, it was a, it was called the first annual Pride Festival in Downey with RuPaul. Yeah. Uh, oh, in Downey. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's right over here. Yes. And it, it was, it was canceled, unfortunately. The, I have like a handful of my friends. I've known for a long time and I've see I see him on TV and I see him doing different things. I just have I know that sooner or later one of one or two or three of you are gonna pop off and and hit that Katy Perry status. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's you. Aww. And what I love about you is you write your own music, you perform your own music, and you just get you're getting better and better at it. Yeah, you do. You get better with experience and growth, definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And we're going to wrap this up. Once upon a time, we went on a, I don't know if it was a date, kind of a date. We had sushi. Do you remember that? In the valley. It was a, like a lunch, I think, right? Was or, it a lunch? We, had, or, we went to a well, sushi I think, restaurant. I think it was like five, so maybe that was dinner. Where was it at? It was in, uh, it was out in the valley. Studio City. I think it was like Studio, Studio City. City? It wasn't North Hollywood. Maybe it was, it was, well, no, it, was, it definitely it was like Culver Hollywood. City or Studio City or somewhere I think it was the Valley. There. It was Studio City, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was we should, nice. We should do that again sometime. Yeah, it was nice. I um I can't remember where it was, but I don't either. That was it. We we did that, and that was after I had first met you. I think around the first time, and we and um after that, I think it was like what a year or two years later. And then we and saw each other again. No, and then you. That's when you saw the Californication thing, right? Oh, that's right. And, and then I, we, I, yeah. I texted you. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, like with LA, because we all get so busy with our daily lives. You just mm-hmm. lose contact with people, which is weird. Yeah, I try and stay in touch. I, yeah. Like I, when I lived in Dallas, like your friends, you or you know what I mean. Like you'd meet somebody, and you'd be really good friends. You like hang out, and, and people are so like if you live, really? like nobody wants to drive or commute in LA. Really? Like 15, 20 minutes. That's why I, I was so surprised when you're like, yeah, I'll come I'm, out and do it personally. Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually um, I'm actually surprised at the amount of people that don't drive, period, out here. I just think it's so weird how you cannot drive. Like, Oh, I know I know girls that don't even have cars. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it, to me, I just think it's the weirdest thing. Uh, yeah, get yourself a car. I mean, especially if you're a guy. Like The, the funny thing is, is that one wheel right there, you see it? I don't know if you can sit yes. on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's my transportation. I'll ride that thing everywhere. No, if I don't really? have to drive, man, I'll ride that thing oh, everywhere. Oh, man, that's perfect. That's perfect. I actually try and drive as, as, as little as possible, to be honest. But um, Well, you, I was going to say with the price of gas right now, but you don't have to worry about that. No, I don't. And I, I, I realize what? it because I have another car that, you know, obviously is gas. I have a, a, another one. And where, where do you, where, you live? I'm in Studio City, Yeah, you're actually. in Studio City. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I'm in Studio City. I think that's where we had sushi that time. I wasn't in Studio City was during that time. No, I wasn't living oh. in Studio City during that time. I don't know where I was, but I wasn't in Studio City. Um, maybe I was in Encino or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I love I love Studio City. And gas is, is outrageous because I was taking my other car out, which does take gas. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is insane. I'm so glad I got a <laughs> electric yeah. car. Right? Yeah, an electric yeah. car because it's just like, and what, wow. What do you get, like 300 miles, 330 miles on that thing? Yeah, I think it's 330. 330. Yeah, it's perfect for LA because you can drive around all day. And, oh my gosh, I yeah. I just charge it like yeah. once a week usually. I can go all oh, the way. Oh really? To, yeah, I can go all oh. the way to San Diego without even. Oh, having, that's true. Yeah. It's only ninety nine miles. Mm-hmm. So I can drive um pretty far, and uh, yeah, I usually will drive around all of LA, Beverly Hills, a lot of meetings stuff, and usually only once a week that I have to charge it. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. I love it. Well, it's that time we got to wrap this thing up, and yes. I want to thank you so much again for coming into the studio you really made my day i wasn't even sure that we were going to do this i was like i have no idea if she'll drive all the way out here so it's really a pleasant surprise i just want to really want to thank you again for coming and having you on the podcast and it was amazing to see you again thank you so much it was great all right guys that is going to do it for this episode of the american nomad podcast i want to thank you for joining us if you enjoyed the podcast be sure to hit that subscribe button and click the like button down below it will help us out in the youtube algorithm and it doesn't cost you a thing thank you for listening to the american nomad podcast until next time keep looking up because that's where it all is